Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. Welcome to She Podcasts. I am Jessica Kupferman. I've lost my voice. I don't want to tell you how it happened, but... um. Hello, nice to see and and uh, talk to you all. I am with my illustrious co-host Elsie Escobar today. Yay! And as always, and as always, our sporty producer John Domingo. Hello, everyone. How are you? Not. I got a surprise. <gasps> oh boy! Well, I want to know what it is right now. Last time you ladies were talking about how you know your hair—you haven't been to the hairdresser, you can't get dyed. Oh so, no! So I decided oh, to. No. Shave my oh, head. Oh my god! What do you think, ladies? You shaved your head. Oh my gosh! This is you, the first you time I'm showing head. anybody. It is so smooth, and it makes me want to like rub it. It's like a crystal ball. Look at that! <gasps> huh? Wow! Who knew you were so eggheaded? I know. I think we all are, dude. It's so pointy without the hair. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like much pointier than I imagine. I mean, I'm assuming mine would be that way as well because I'm an oh my god. Oh my god! So no Boy, more hat. No more need if... for a hat. <gasps> Are you going to grow it back in or no? I don't know. I think what's going to happen. So last night, uh, my cousin, who's two years older than me, we look a lot alike, and he, he says, "I need a haircut," and I'm just going to. So he said, "Just shave it off." So he shaved his yeah. head, and I looked at it and I said, "Hmm, doesn't look too bad." So then I called Samantha, my girlfriend, and I said, <laughs> "We we Facetime," and then I said. What do you think? And she goes, try it. I said, okay. So I had the camera set up and I said, here we go. And I took the trimmers. And I went, and oh I go, gosh. we're on it. She goes, wait. Nope. She was totally <laughs> nope. into the whole thing. Yes. Now she says, well, I need right. a tattoo. I think she has a secret fetish for bikers. I don't know, but we'll see. Oh, well. I, I mean, is that you though? Or is she just dreaming? Well, <laughs> she says, I have the biker look. <laughs> I mean, oh is she God. just imagining that you're more biker than you actually are, or what? I could be biker. I used to ride bikes. I could be biker. I could. You could be. Yeah, I could. But you're not. Yeah, you I could know. be biker. But uh, you're not. Yeah, so, I, and I got to tell you, it was really weird sleeping last night with a bald head on a pillow. It was like, whoa. Like, it was... Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, you guys. That's crazy. So. Yeah. Anyway. But you're not, though. What? Right. You're not a biker. No, I'm not. No, not at all. But now okay. we have less hair, and he can edit better without hair. Yes. <laughs> as long as my headphones don't slide off. Is your oh head my cold gosh. at all? No, it's actually, no, it's not. So what I also had to do this morning was I went to Amazon, and I got the, the thing where you take and you shave your head, like, so you can do it, like, quickly now. Because there's, oh. there's a lot more shaving involved now. Yeah. So. That's what I was thinking. It's like, now you have to, like keep it up and then like smooth it over and not have it dry up and all that stuff all of that stuff you know speaking of hair you kind of look like Cher today me Mm -hmm. i I washed my hair i took a shower this morning i've decided i'm taking a shower two times a week (laughs) two two times a week is that are you bringing it down or pumping it up i'm pumping it up (laughs) oh good i used to only be able to do once a week 
because I'd forget. And I'm like, oh my God. Now I'm like twice a week. So Fridays and Mondays are my shower days. I'm creating a schedule. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I, I, I don't know how, like for me, after the like day two, um, I can't take it. I, I need to get water on my body and clean stuff off. I don't know. Well, dude, it, it, I'll be it honest with you. I think I'm. I think I'm like Sunday, Wednesday. Really? Sunday, Wednesday. Yeah, I think. Well, so. see, it's just it's not because you Friday. don't. Yeah, it's just like you. It's not that you don't want to. It's that like when I go out, like when I go to conferences and I'm there, I shower every morning. Like I get up and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's amazing getting every up day. And- I do my hair and makeup like it's my wedding day. Yes, when I'm at a me too. It's and it's ridiculous. like you know, straightening my hair and blow yes. drying and the makeup and all the stuff. And yes. like it's amazing. And I feel like so good. I like I'm like, Ooh. oh, I'm a pretty good looking person. And then when I'm at home, I can't. <laughs> I'm just like, You're like wow, I clean up. I know. <laughs> Oh, that's, oh yeah, I was attractive at one point. Look at me. Hey. Yeah. When I'm home, I have to, I forget my, oh crap. I haven't showered. So now I'm just going to do it. I woke up at six this morning to shower because I realized my day is so full. This entire day was so full that I wasn't going to be able to go take a shower in the middle of it. So I'm like, if I can take a shower, six in the morning. How long does it take you to take a shower? For me, it's 30 minutes. Oh my God! I don't have 30 minutes. Thirty minutes less in a sometimes. Day. I love showers so much, and not when I'm like when I'm doing it over and over again. Then it's faster. But when I'm, you mean you're like, rusty? No, no. When twice when it's no, twice like when a she week. She does it every day. It's like yeah, ten minutes. It's right? my yeah. It's my like. I just I love like showers are my bath. Like people love baths. I hate baths. I hate them. I like baths, but I don't. I don't use I my don't. bathtub. Right, but the thing is, people go into baths and hang. Like I love to go in the. I like to feel the. I've done that. Running water. It makes me feel uh, like so good. It's super healing. It's what I do when I'm really upset. Like it's how I regulate my system too. Like it's like um, if I'm having a like a super horrible emotional day, like. Either I got in a fight with somebody, like this is, I'm talking about my past too, you know, like something horrible has happened in my relationship, something horrific is just happening in my life that I can't deal, like super high stressful times where I need like emotional support and I'm depressed and I'm crying, going into a shower will even me out to be able to go take, like I shower and then I go to sleep and I'm... I can make it another day. <laughs> so I will say that, like, I do change my clothes from day to night. I know that there are people who are quarantining right now that are just wearing the same clothes like a couple days in a row. I, I do change I that, too. I've not done that. I've not done that. And not only that, but I have skipped. So, like, I'll put on pajamas that I know I'll wear. So they can be, like, one round of day pajamas, one round of night pajamas, and then they go in the hamper. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, hi. Oh, look. <laughs> What's hi? with the glasses? Look at that, cutie pie. They were 3D glasses that we popped the frames up. Doesn't he look smart? You look, su- you look super cute. You can cute. say hi. They can hear you. Hi. You can say hi. Hi, Isaac. I like your glasses. Hey. Anything else you want to say? No. All right, then get out. No. Dunk Sheldon. <laughs> can you get out? Seriously. <laughs> Just leave. I'm going to go ahead and mute myself for a minute. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
there's the, the screaming has begun. Yeah, I know. That's like, this is when we get to yell at the people. Look at that. She's just going to continue to use her mouth in ways that are scary. Now she's yelling for Scott to come. Come get him. She right should have just left it that on. That is exactly what happened. Although I wasn't. I was just doing like that for you guys. Yeah, I know. That's what I saw. I saw that. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, get but- out. Can I say what I'm really super thankful for right now? Sure. Something that I was super thankful that I just, it just hit me really, like I was like, oh my God, I am so thankful. So in the little other little house that we lived in, because we, I don't, I think, I don't even know if I've told that story, but we kind of moved into my neighbor's house. So my neighbor moved out. She got offered a job. She now lives in a different part um, of North Carolina. And she really told the landlords that we needed to move in this house because, she loved us so much. So we were able to like immediately move into this home, which was like, our, she was like literally our only neighbor. We have another guy who lives way in the back. And, but we were living in a really tiny, tiny little house. And in this tiny, tiny little house, we had nothing. We had essentially, like we had heat and electricity, of course, but we had well water and um, we didn't have a washer and a dryer. Like we had to go into town to do washing and drying, right. like in a big tubs. So we Nor had did to they go have furniture, like sitting no, furniture. We d- we kind of inherited the furniture that's here. We still don't have. I mean, we do have furniture that she left, but we still have not. No, bought but in any. the old house, you didn't have shelves. You didn't have storage. You had nope, like none not, of that, like cubes. She didn't have an nope. oven for a long time. That's right. My our oven. Well, the broke. oven was broken, and that's she right. wouldn't use the microwave. Do you remember that's that? That's right. I did not use. Uh, you're correct. So everything I heated up was on the stove. Anyway, whatever. And I had a and yes, all that and a crab pot. And a crock pot. That's it. But now I it's, have a We're wash- more traumatized by it than you, just so you know. We've not forgotten your life before this house. <laughs> John and I both are like, it's going to start twitching in a minute. Like, what is she grateful for? Like a stove or something? Yeah, let's get to it. So I'm, I'm grateful for the for the washer and the dryer. Yes, Because sure. it's like now I can do the washer and the dryer and we don't have to go into town. Because so- imagine now. So listen to this. Like I have- My sister-in-law's washer and dryer broke like a week before the quarantine. She hadn't had oh the money to get it fixed. And now she can't go to a laundromat. She asked if she could drop our la- her laundry here and my, and my mother-in-law would do it. And Scott said no. Because who knows where that clothes clothes have been. Right. So, they, so I was like, I sent her a link on how to wash her clothes in the bathtub. Like it sucks. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. She can't wash her clothes, and they, it's really piled high. I was wondering if she she just got a um a little bit of like a settlement. I wonder if she could take some of that money and fix her fucking washer. Because I mean, of all things to be broken, yeah. it's that or a, or the only thing worse might be the refrigerator. But you can always get takeout. But you can't have like fresh milk and yogurt, whatever. Yeah. But like so oh. du- during the quarantine, so anyway, yeah. So the washing my- dryer, I'm sure that's a saving grace, right there. I'm so, I'm so, yeah. So anyway. my talk about first world problems. So my ex-wife calls me and she says, can you do me a favor? And I go, what? And she says, I need you to come to Lowe's so we can load a new dishwasher in the back of the truck. And I'm like, what? And she goes, yeah, our dishwasher broke. And I'm like, I said, you got five kids there. Nothing to do. They can't wash the dishes. We need a dishwasher. So I had to go in the middle of the quarantine and all this stuff to Lowe's and then they brought a th- uh, thing out and put it in the back of my truck and I took it to the house and dropped the door and they carried it out. You know, the kids carried it out, carried it into the house. And then through video chat, I taught them how to install it. And they installed wow. it. So, That's pretty cool. Yeah. But I would have just washed. Well, I don't even have a dishwasher, so 
I, that, we have one. I have that. Why too. would you need one? You're you don't need a dishwasher, John. You're one person. I have a stack of it's paper one pot. Like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but also like even if you cook, it can't be that many dishes. No. We have one, but my mother-in-law is not used to having one, so she ends up doing a lot of hand washing. But she's old; she's like seventy-one, and so like I end up going to get a fork, and it's like half clean because she can't Ooh. see oh, well no. enough to like. <laughs> it's nothing worse than a half clean fork. And I'll tell you what: for all the things that she oh, does that God. are like annoying, and I'll put this in quotes, like annoying. Like I never thought it would be Scott. Like Scott always thought. I think he had. A, he always said, like I knew one day my mother would move in with me, and I thought it would like ruin my relationship. And I'm like, now nah, we're good. Um, it's making him crazy though. Like, oh. like it's making him at, like, she can't sneeze without him being like, God, <laughs> he's oh, so gosh. miserable. So yeah, her, he was like, stop hand washing the goddamn silverware. Or like, she'll, or like, you know, she wants to like, today she wanted to know if she could like wear a mask and gloves so that she could go, um, to the bank and cash a check. I was like, there's no fucking way he's going to let you do that. He was like, and she's like, I know, but I don't have any, I'm like, it's PNC. You just, you just. You have an you app on your phone. Not, you take a picture of the front. You have an app on your phone. She's like, oh, will you help me with that? And I was like, well, not right now. I have to go record. But yeah, I mean, I'll help you with it. So every time that happens, Elsie, you guys, those of you who are not uh, watching, um, Elsie's door is opening. You know, it's the second time because Hunter's coming in. And every time she does it, I want to turn around and see what she wants. Because I'm like, and then I, you know, I have like the largest instinct to be like, what? What's she doing? Anyway, There's a lot yeah. of mic so muting going she's on. Not, She's not bothering me, but she's really making Scott crazy because also she's in pain. And, like, she normally gets a cortisone shot for something that she can't go get. Mm-hmm. So she's doing this whole – so, like, she's coming downstairs going, oh, ah, 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 it hurts, it hurts, oh, my God. Ah. And Scott's just like – like, it makes him crazy. It makes him want to – he's homicidal. But um, anyway, so this is – so like, that actually brings me to one of the points that we have in our show notes. We might as well start with it because we have some news, but – I wouldn't mind talking a little bit about like what I've seen as far as people who are making the best of the quarantine and finding new ways to serve their customers. And I just wanted to give you some examples. Like if you go on my LinkedIn, I posted the other day about my friend, Seth Weiner, who actually a funny story, like he was like my first official boyfriend when I was like 13. He asked me to go with him and I said, okay. And then we didn't see each other for two weeks because I know him from youth group. And then when we came back, he was like, well, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, right? And I was like, I haven't talked to you in two weeks. You never even called me once. So no. And uh, anyway, he's a, ge- he's a marketing genius. So he sells advertising pr- uh, promotions, which is logoed shirts, bookmarks, hats, you know, like all the stuff you would need for a conference. So you can imagine that his business is like, you would think it would be in the toilet, right? Because everything that people need for events, they're not buying it because there's no events. So Instead, what he's doing is he's picking up product. I don't know if it's every day or every other day. He's picking a product and showing you why you need it at home. So like the other day, he was like, here's how you can have Zoom calls with a really cool background. And, you know, he got like a like a um, booth background for a trade show. And he like kind of put it together so that it could look like you would use it for Zoom calls. It was really smart. And he's done that. He's also been doing like different marketing challenges and like showing you what pens he has and stuff like it's fucking brilliant. I mean, you would think again that he would like be like, well, my business is in the toilet, but he's been so innovative and I, and I've noticed like, okay, so like, I'm sure we'll give you the links cause they're in our show notes, but like, um, the JCC. So the JCC is a community center. It's the one that Isaac goes to and you know, clearly we can't have classes and stuff like that. But so, um, one of their traditions for the uh, early childhood center is they do um, Shabbat 
on Fridays in the morning, they do like they welcome in the, the Sabbath, which is for Jews Friday night to su- uh, sundown to Saturday night sundown. So they do some songs about Shabbat and they also do like Father Abraham and Seven Sons, you know, like stuff like that. Um, seven like, Sons camp, had Father, Father Abraham. Abraham and the Never Okay, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's like a camp song. They're like camp songs, but some, no, they're not all biblical. That one just happened to be. But, um, you know, it's also like I'm being swallowed by a boat chemistry. Anyway, so. Um, you go, Elsie. I knew you knew that so, one. So Fridays at nine they do that, and then Mondays they do Havdalah. Havdalah is the service after Shabbat. You're supposed to do it Saturday night. So they welcome the week and they close the week with singing and all being together. So they've been doing that on their Facebook page. If you go to the Seagull JCC Facebook page at nine fifteen, the guitar player and the singer Zoom, just like we're doing right now, and one of them plays and the other one sings, and then all the kids are supposed to watch. And then they have a whole schedule throughout the day now where, like, the yoga instructor is doing yoga. Mr. Nick reads them a story. One of them shows you how to do a craft. One of them shows you how to do a nature walk. They're also doing, like, senior uh, citizen food delivery, and they show you the menu. Like, they have used their Facebook page in ways I never – especially for a nonprofit who can almost never get their shit together technically. Let's be honest. Right. But, like, they've been so – they've been so innovative. It's been amazing. And then – I have a friend. I know I'm talking miles a minute because I'm, I'm, if you have something to comment, please feel free. I just have lots of examples. Um, okay. So there's another example. My friend Tracy, who I went to college with, she does a newsletter every week called the Brandywine Buzz. And it's always like what stuff's happening that weekend. She sends it to you on Monday and it's like, oh, Tuesday, there's a storytelling and Wednesday you can go to the zoo and Thursday. So of course there's nothing happening. So instead, she's been posting what stuff is online. Visit Hagley Museum online. Here's what they have for National Geographic. Here's what they've been doing at the Y. So the YMCA, my YMCA down the street from me, has free exercise classes. And I I mean, if I give you the link in these show notes, you can go do any of them. (sighs) Zumba, bar, abs workout, cardio, step class, anything you want. It's all free, which I think is so cool. Like, again, like. Well, first of all, I'd like to know why the fuck didn't they think of this before? That would have been helpful. Because there's so many people like my husband who can't and shouldn't probably leave the house that often anyway. Like, I'm hoping that his life will be forever changed. Like, they have movies that they're showing premiere at home now. You don't have to go to the theater. You don't have to go to anywhere to get your groceries. Now you can visit museums. Like, one of my biggest sadnesses is that we probably won't be able to travel the world together. And, like, I mean, I know it's not the same, but we could at least do a virtual tour together that could be fun like it's not the same but it's you know no walking which is always ideal <laughs> well so it's, like, yeah it's you're, you're right i want you to look at what terry that's for you look terry terry ann hyman she put something in there for you about oh, let's see the cedar plans a renowned doctor stuff. has urged us to alter our cedar plans here's the official request from the esteemed dr seuss i do not want you in my house i do not want you or your spouse oh my god i'm gonna cry i do not wish to eat with you at seder one or seder two this is because passovers this week by the way yeah don't get me right. wrong i think you're nice the cdc gave this advice 10 plagues are enough you don't need one more turn away elijah if he shows at the door this year's only guests are mother father sister brother next year in jerusalem we'll say to each other that's say that at every seder next year we'll be in israel from now on at each seder the story will tell how god saved his people with a squirt of purell that was amazing terry <laughs> Isn't that, that awesome? is fucking i'm sending that to everyone i know right it's now so good it is hilarious it's so, it's so good, good. 
Yeah, because today is Holy oh Week, God. and depending upon when um, John gets us this back, I was kind of debating. I'm not sure if I wanted to release this episode on Good Friday, because also this is all like the Holy, you know, this is where a lot of like people are celebrating or having these like... What are we doing? We're not doing anything. I mean, we're not going anywhere. We don't have service. We can't go to no. church. Well, no, no, I actually have, you know, well, my family's hardcore Catholic. So yes, they do have connections for all the things. And they even have like, can you, I saw a picture and I don't know if this is still happening, but I did see a picture online from one of somebody that I know for sure. Shout out to Greg and Jennifer. Well, it's Greg went to confession. A drive-by, a drive-by confession. So he's like standing like six feet away. Yes. And so the priest is inside a tent. And you can't see the priest, and he's standing like far right. away. And I'm yeah, like, six, so you got to yell. It's like, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been a, a two years since my last confession. Yeah. Confession. I cheated on my wife. I. Well, that's what? what I'm saying. But everybody has to be for it. I don't know. I mean, you're supposed to. I don't know. Maybe there's like a little like you know. Maybe they have one of those little what is it? What is it? Telephone things where they have to go like super close. Hey. I <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I lied. They could just give each other tin cans, right? right. And like a string. <laughs> But anyway, I just whoa, thought that was like whoa. that. You was drive crazy. up, there's a microphone, and then the it's outside the car, a condenser microphone because it picks up everything. Right, a, a blue yeti. It's sitting outside yeah. the car. You pull up to it, and the priest inside has a oh, uh, set of headphones. Look at that. that would be right? kind of neat. I mean, if you set it up something like that, that would be interesting. There you go. But I mean, um, the, the Eucharist has been consecrated outside to nobody. Like a priest in Italy went out and like essentially consecrated the Eucharist like just outside to nobody and just did the whole thing. And it like was really moving to a lot of people and mass is being held over over Zoom calls and stuff. So people that churches all have their own services that you can attend. Um, and the other thing is that the Pope is doing more stuff. So... Yes, I know. That's amazing, You know, it's like, so there's like all of this extra stuff. Pope services. You can attend like Pope services. Like that's such a, it's such a, that's such a. Boring uh, thing. I'll say it. Special was what the word I was going to use. A special thing. A special thing. Yeah. And like my mom's description of when she sent a link to it was really like. You know, because I did, I, I, when uh, John Paul II came to LA, I was there for that LA Coliseum when he came in. And I do have to say that there was like a very unique feeling to the entire city. Like there was a sense at that time where I was like, oh my God, like you just felt the specialness of everything and the magic and the, just the sacredness of it all. That said, she said she had the same ish feeling from when she watched the Pope just do something. I didn't watch whatever it was that I think, I think he did a special, some, I'm not quite sure what it was. I don't think it was a mass. It was a prayer. I think it was a, a prayer for everybody to get mm. through this time. Yeah. Yeah. It was and, nice. It's kind of yeah. like what the queen, the queen of England that's, did like that. Right. This is tough, but we're going to get through it. Really tough time for all Hang this. In. I mean, that's it's right. nice though. I know she's a symbol of hope and like, it's kind of nice right. when she's like, warmest wishes to each and every one of you. I'm like, you know like, what she's a sign of? She's a sign of I longevity. Feel, that's I right. really feel like, oh I really feel being like, that's so nice. Thank you, mum. I appreciate it. Because <laughs> it's nice. It does make, I mean, I'm not British, but like, she is a symbol of yeah, hope. It, you she know, is. She, she is. She's a sign of longevity. And also like, you know, that there are, you know, royals that are like rooting for you. I don't know. I don't know why. 
Boris Johnson and Prince Charles has has the virus, and uh, Boris had to go Boris, to the hospital. And the Queen's the probably the yeah, Queen's probably saying, "Oh, that listed a couple more." Charles and Camilla are holding up. I think Camilla might have it as well, but I don't know. Mm. That's not really newsworthy because no one gives a crap about Camilla as far That's as true. I know. Anyway, what's happening? What's I don't this? know. I can't read. We can't it read. It says, hold on. Mom going to play something Pokemon video game. Game. I'm so going she, to play. Is yeah. that is that Mei Mei? Yeah. I'm going to yeah. play my Pac-Man video game now. Oh, Pac-Man. Not Pokemon? No, Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, so so those are just some examples. But actually, it made me want to ask the audience, and you can certainly that's post right. if you're watching this in the Super Squad, or if you want to email us, you can email us feedback at ShePodcast.com. But I have noticed that other people are adapting and creating more content, probably to cure their audience's boredom, but also to be of service. And so I wanted right. to know, aside from you know recording live and also doing our QAs, what would you like to see from us? Would you like us to pop in and do a live every day just to see how everyone's doing? Would you like us to have some educational stuff? Are you overwhelmed with educational stuff? Um, you know, I think Elsie and I would like to do something and we certainly could think of it on our own. And we have been thinking of a few things that like some projects that we could do now that, I mean, we don't necessarily have more time. Certainly she doesn't. And I kind of, I'm in the, I, I'm back and forthy, but like, um, we've been thinking of some projects we could do for you guys, and um, but we thought we'd ask you. So please let us know what we could do to um, to kind of make things better or easier. Or now that you have time, like what would you want from us that maybe you wouldn't have if you didn't have time? Like any specific courses or education. Anyway, please let us know again. Feedback at shepodcast dot com. And now on yep. with the news. And now on with the news. The news you can use for the <laughs> informed podcaster. Oh my god, I was like, what's news. wrong with that? <laughs> uh, so I think in the last episode, I'm going to like just take this um, from here uh, really quickly. Last episode, I was mentioning that there were some posts that were being removed about um, that had coronavirus or had COVID-19 in the title from both Apple Podcast and Spotify, as far as I knew. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that James Cridlin posted inside of podcast, the podcast movement Facebook page. And he said, PSA, Spotify and Apple are not removing podcast episodes with coronavirus or COVID-19 in the title. I've made a press inquiry to both of them. Spotify responded to me only after I carried a story saying they might be to deny that. That doesn't stop people reporting podcasts and them being taken down, of course, which may be an automated procedure. Who knows? But both companies tell me there is no automatic takedown of podcasts with specific words in their episode names. If you think you know differently, and I've seen comment from two podcast hosts suggesting things are different, please get in touch. Editor at podnews.net. You know, whether that's happening in an automated way or not, I really hope not, because I've pretty much had it up to here with people politicizing a pandemic. It's making me insane with the stupidity of it all. Just absolutely crazy. But hold up. Let me finish the comment on this because we have to let our people know. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. So it is not automatic. So it's not like people are just scrolling the thing. And it's just like you mentioned. And that's not what we said. So in this uh, in this show, as well as in the feed, what we've been noticing is that certain episodes are being pulled down. 
and they're being pulled out. Like for Spotify, sometimes it says that goes up against their rules and regulations and that um, it is for whatever reason that's what was pulled down. Usually it has to do with a COVID or coronavirus title. Generally speaking, it has to do with usually like health and wellness type of things, you know, happening like we talked about last time, not trying to get disinformation out there. And um, in addition to that, I don't think that it's like he said, it is not automatic, but it is happening. Yeah, that bothers so me. So it's not like you can't, it's not like, yeah, they, and here's, here was something that I put out on Twitter. A lot of these platforms do not have automatic rules and regulations or things that you're supposed to follow. And it doesn't just say like, you can't do this. You can do this. You can't do this. None of those have that. Things disappear, your show is taken down, and the way that we find out about it is because it keeps happening and we have to figure out why it's happening. Because they're doing the same thing that YouTube was doing. They're taking down videos that they don't like, that don't fit their narrative, or if somebody complains about it, they don't want to deal with the complaint, so they decided. And here, it's because, well, I, I know Spotify, there's advertising. Not, I don't think right. there's no advertising for Apple, as of yet, why are they taking stuff down? See, this is – it was just supposed to be a directory of podcasts. That's all it was supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. And now – When did it become all the other things? Yeah, now ones are becoming uh, where they to get to decide who puts up – It's right now it's coronavirus. Next – again, what if it's uh, someone's talking about – again, anything. It could be anything. And that all of a sudden someone complains about it. It's uh, someone complains about a religious podcast, or someone complains about something else, and then the next thing you know, they're they're pulling this. Da- I don't. I think this is horrible, and the fact that they're they're doing this is, all right, we got to do something about it. I don't know what we can do. We got to do something. I don't think it's something. it's it's huge enough to to start to think about it from that perspective. Um, I do think that there's something is happening, but at the same time, again, these are public like publicly traded companies and these are businesses and this is for free for you to use. So it doesn't, you know, there's, I don't know. There's like, there's a lot, if they don't want you on their platform, they can kick you out. I mean, we can kick people out of our Facebook group if we want. Right. But yes, see, we can. this is yes, supposed to be, can. it was a directory. Yeah, but it was a directory. And, and I don't know, as, as podcasters, so you know me, I get all, I, I, I puff up when this happens. So for the first thing is I want a, a shot across the bat of Spotify. I just want all the, all the podcasters to pull their podcasts off of Spotify and say, you know what? We don't need you. Y'all, you. you know that that's not going to happen. Never you know why? Because podcasters want to be famous. Right. And if you at any time say like, you can be famous, they're going to be like, I'll do whatever you want. Whatever gives me more download numbers. Yeah, and because there's a lot of podcasts that I listen to that are actually YouTube videos. And they're like, I can't say this word because if I say this word, YouTube will pull down my video or they'll demonetize me or they'll do this or that I can't say this word. And I'm like, again, then stop doing YouTube videos and start doing podcasts where you can say whatever you want. But now we can't even do that anymore. Right. Well, you never know. You don't You don't know. And again, we talked about it last time about the whole coronavirus thing because you never know you never know at this point in time we don't know what we don't know people just need to chill for a moment for goodness sake and i can understand in the same way just that you're talking about that you're like over it with the whole politicizing of a pandemic what i see also happening is that people are really capitalizing on what's happening as well for like a business venture like not in the good way you know because we all exact like you know some of my yoga teachers are finding ways to serve 
their online communities and ways that can really, so I can understand why you would want to do that. Or like maybe Katie, you know, Katie Kremitzos has been creating lots of meditations that are about anxiety and all that stuff. Like that to me is in alignment with being of service, but there's a lot of people out there that are just all of a sudden me creating a coronavirus podcast. Because well, everybody maybe wants they want that. to talk about it. Does everybody? Well, want yeah. To- I mean, and and so I think that there's you got to understand. I mean, yes, if you want to have one for yourself, I think that if you need that to survive, do it. But if you're thinking that you're now going to then you know become like a super popular, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. I don't think In that other that's going to work. Do it to be a star. Yeah, like I don't know. It's just it's kind of annoying. But anyway, I just wanted to clarify that because he did mention that. But at the same time, it's like, listen, even if like, you know, the the, oh, the question that we get a lot on Inchi podcast and everywhere else is, does this count as an explicit show? <laughs> and then if you read what Apple says about explicit, it's so vague that you don't really know. That's how platforms work. They don't ever say, yes, you can say bullshit, but you can't say fuck. They're never going to say that. They're just going to say it's explicit. They're not going to say you can talk about rape or you can't talk about rape, but you can only talk about rape under these circumstances. They're never going to say that. So none of the platforms are going to be so specific where you can go like, so how come nobody ever told me? Because they want the leeway to be able to make an, a, a decision based on something that's not specific. So there's like as a as a reporter, you cannot go into and ask Apple, what do you really think about this? You're never going to get a, a specific answer. And you're going to get a vague answer and you're going to have to deal with whatever it is that they give you. So anyway, go ahead. So there. Yeah. And then Bonnie... What does Bonnie say there, Jess? If you don't uh, own the playground, you need to play by the playground rules. That's right. She's right. Well, that's a social media person there. Nah, I don't like it. Because yeah. if not, you might fall down and crack your head open, and then whose fault well, yeah. is it? Yeah, I mean, you just have to. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to remember it's not yours. It's not yours. It's not for you. And we just, she's right. We just have to do what they say or don't play. Right. Or do your own thing. I mean, you know, again, Patreon does the same kind of stuff. You can put things behind the Patreon thing and you can do your own thing over there. If somebody wants access to that, you want to make, you know, you want to do whatever it is that you want. You could do it that way. You can also have an RSS feed for your show and not submit submit it into any podcatchers and just have people manually subscribe. You can do that as well. Right. So. But I think that right now, as podcasters, we need to come together and make a podcast directory that's for all podcasts. And it's just a directory. And then what we should do is go to the podcast players and say, you can pull from this directory and you don't need Apple and you don't need Spotify because I, I, yeah, because now, now we got to make our own playground because I'm done playing by their playground rules. Right. And I think that the incentive there though, John is like, you have to understand like setting up the systems for stuff like that. Like, you know, even with Jess, whenever I'm sure Jess, you've made decisions on the stuff that you use technically. Like, you know, if you really love a service, but it doesn't talk to MailChimp or you really love the service and it really doesn't talk to Slack or something like that, you're going to go like, well, that's really great, but that's a deal breaker right there. So if even if the, yeah, even if there's a platform that is genius, if it doesn't have the integration that's as easy as the Apple Podcast API, 
They're not going to use it. It's too much work to be cobbling it all around. Like I remember even like my, um, I, I, I saw an app that just came out because I've been doing a lot of walking every day. And, um, there was this like really cool, like very low privacy. Like it's like the privacy of this specific app that's for, um, it's like a running app, run walking kind of thing. And it tracks you and all this kind of stuff. That's really low privacy. I mean, high privacy. I thought, oh, I want to use that, but it's amazing. But the one thing it doesn't do is it doesn't tell you in your ears how long you've been walking. And that is a, a deal breaker for me. Like they haven't developed that yet. So the reason I'm using the app that I'm using right now is because when I go walking, I'm walking and it tells you I've done the mile, like in my ears. I don't have to keep checking and like, right. I could just stop. So that's a huge just feature I want. That's why I use it. So right. if that app is amazing, but it doesn't have that, I'm not going to use that feature. Yeah. I'm not going to use it. It's so, uh, They just had an article about... Uh, their Google is using your geo, your GPS on your phone to tell you where you're going and how many people are not staying at home. And wow, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, and it also used the the people that were down in Florida for spring break and how when they went back home, a lot of them were carrying it with them and spreading it wherever they went. So they have it. So if they have it, they're going to use it. Yep. Hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, anyway, it is what it is. But alas, let's keep going with some more news. <laughs> I love this article. Did you get a chance to read this article here, Jess, from our friend, Carrie Hoffman? Yeah, she wrote I did. this article for Medium. It's, you guys. It's really good. If you don't do anything else, please read this article. She did a fantastic job encapsulating, like she just wrote very, it's very well thought out. She lays out so many different things. And of course, she's. We are not particularly her audience. And when I'm saying we, I'm talking podcasters just in general, like all podcasters. This is primarily slightly skewed towards public media folks that are, you know, doing things like PRX and um, all of the rest of the ones that are out there doing like all the corporate or public broadcasting type of companies who have, have been working very hard, you know, to be able to navigate this stuff, right? You know, NPR and APM and all of those that have been primarily nonprofit and serving public media. But there are a couple of things in here that she really brings forth that I kind of wanted to kind of address. Yeah. And my point of view when, as we start to go through this is that as I think for Jess and I, as, as sort of podcasting advocates or people that are in a position of leadership, I really don't feel it's our time to not talk about the reality of the industry and just position the conversations around nothing's changing. Download numbers aren't really that down that much. Everything's going to be fine. Like there's a lot of articles that I've seen, particularly from obviously public um, traded companies that are very advertising focused where everything is sort of skewed towards all the positive, but they're not really talking about all the things that are really hard. And I understand that as a company, that's really hard, but we have to look at it that way. We can't solve the problem. So given that, 
I want to talk about, uh, there's a couple quotes here that I think are really important from Carrie, um, that she says this in the article, quote, those of us inside uh, public media have also witnessed the incredible strain, even as adrenaline dissipates and exhaustion sets in, deep challenges will remain, diminished underwriting, especially from local sponsors, indefinitely delayed membership drives, stiff competition from, for depleted philanthropic support, and reduced endowment for organizations fortunate enough to have them. These threats are especially high risk beyond our major metropolitan areas, where public radio is often the last independently operated local news source. So um, I'm saying that because we're still seeing uh, on Inchi Podcast, a lot of people going like, how do I get my first sponsor? When can I monetize the show? And all of that stuff. And it's like, it's not that you can't. But when you start to see the entire ecosystem, take a back seat and really look at the stats and understanding where money is coming in from and when people are going to be investing and when people are going to be pulling back and how you can make it to like mission critical, meaning what are the things that you need to do to keep doing what you have to do and not think like you're going to be making the bucks from the sponsors. What do you think about that, Jess? I mean, she's saying a lot of the stuff that I kind of said earlier too. It's like, can we please keep this as the norm where we're doing stuff more collaboratively, more collectively, more online, more for the good of everyone instead of just mm -hmm. keeping our own goals together. So I like that. Yeah. It's uh I think one thing she mentions here too is that there's a quote, I believe many of the solutions we are collectively finding shouldn't be thought of as temporary fixes, but as opportunities to restructure public media to better address the needs of our public, which I think, end quote, which I think is a genius quote right there, because that also, I feel, applies for podcasting, to a podcasting industry. For us to understand that, I think that this is when a lot of the larger companies, the ones that maybe have been built alongside with like a, a very... um advertising focused type of ecosystem or like that's their main source of of money coming in um, or even the entire industry is making the majority of their money via advertising to know that the most of the time most of us as podcasters don't have advertisers on our shows and yet we're still working and there's a lot of people who are still making some money off of the a platform they built because they invested time on their audience and they built it out for them, asked questions, engaged, and took a long time to do it. So I think it's an opportunity for um, that media to look at, at how the how the little people are doing it. To keep oh, going. the little people. Oh, the little people. Oh, <laughs> oh my so God. Rude. Why don't we move into tool tips? Elsie's tool tips. So today in Podcast Movement Daily, there was a story about, um, entitled Pro Storytelling Tip, the Plus Minus System. And I'll tell you what, the first, the first sentence really struck me as something I think that we're all doing, whether you're telling a story or not, because it says, if things are always sunny in a story, listeners get numb to the happiness. If it's always bad, they ache for a light at the end of the tunnel. So unless your aim is to be either the next Care Bears or an utterly depressing podcast, <laughs> then come on me with a journey to the plus minus system of storytelling. And, you know, I, I don't think that I would have been able to verbalize this quite so nicely 
but it is something that I notice very much on social media, on all the channels. People are either constantly posting the doomsday or they're trying to constantly convince you that everything is beautiful in its own way. And like, it, you cannot be yeah. a one note Wanda. I've, I mean, I've always thought that in general, but specifically now during this, that you, you know, it's not human to be all positive or all negative. And I do think that your audience will become numb to what you're saying if you say the same thing a hundred different ways. So I wanted to, I wanted you guys to see that article so that you could read it as far as how, you know, storytelling and, and podcasting, you know, you can do like one funny one and then one sad one and then one important one and then one, you know, funny one again or, you know, some good news, etc. Um, and this isn't just with podcast episodes, it's with posts, just what you're posting. Cause I mean, I kind of do that naturally. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'm sick of this gray hair. And the other times I'm like, wait a minute, I think I kind of like it. And then sometimes I, I'm grateful <laughs> for being outside. And then other times it's raining and I want to kill myself. But you can't hold back half of that or you don't seem human. And so I just wanted to know, I don't know if you had a chance to read this because I, I, I did. It, like right it was really, I mean, it was a, I think it was a, it's a really great article. So even yeah. if you like right now, Jess was talking about it from a real generalized kind of um, thematic idea that you can implement with anything that you're doing. But the article also goes really specifically into crafting like a great mm-hmm. audio show. And mm-hmm. it and even shows you how doing something like this, like let's say you're working on a narrative show or a storytelling show. Maybe maybe you're doing like a three-part series for a show or something. It really shows you how much easier it would be for you to edit a show when you have this like plus minus side effect thing, right? Happening from all of them. And it's it's really quite lovely the way that this whole article was crafted. So kudos to who's the author, Doug Fraser, who yeah. wrote it. He did a really good job. Um, he is from DougFraserDigital.com. I found this possibly as one of the most helpful articles that I've read about um, because you it's it's one of those things where you this happens all the time naturally. And I think for for people who are really good storytellers naturally, um, we do this. It's just, it's part of how we feel stuff, but he just made it outside of like the internal, like just intuitive thing that we might feel to mm-hmm. something that's a little more tangible. And I really love the visuals that he has here of, of like how that can be part of wh- how you craft a story. So, um, check it out. It's a great article as a tool. Um, yeah, and you can definitely so. put it at to. To, you can put this in on anything that you're doing right now. Hey, oh, yep. Anything. Hey-o. So and, I guess um, we're getting, go ahead. Yeah. No, the last thing is we wanted to talk really quickly about me using the cloud filter, if it's okay with y'all. Yeah. Um, just yes, to, to add it on in here. Um, so the cloud lifter, I started talking about it when we recorded with Jess live over at, at PodFest, which is the cloud lifter team actually gave me, they gifted me this and I hadn't figured out how to use it <laughs> yet because it does require phantom power, which is kind of like power. Um, it doesn't have internal power. The one that I'm using, it's the smaller version, doesn't have its own way to function without being having like that power generated via something else. And so I hadn't figured out how to do that. What the cloud lifter does is it lifts your loudness level for your mic. So what I see sometimes Ooh. with... 
Ooh, I see in the She Podcast group, there's a lot of times where people are saying like, oh, I'm using this microphone and I turn the volume way up and I'm still, my voice isn't getting louder. There are some microphones that need a boost, like the SMB, is it SB? Sure, SM7B. Sure. Yeah, that one needs a lift. Like you can't just use that. It's going to have a really low sound. So the cloud lifter actually does that for you so that when you turn the gain up, it really boosts you up. You don't need it as much. Um, And the other thing that it's used for for me now is that I can step away from the microphone so we don't pop the peas as much. So my my usually the gain is I set it up to like in between six and seven on my eight six. The gain is gain. I'm sorry. Gain, gain right. The gain, yeah, the gain is sounded like you yeah. said the gain is the gain. Yeah, I I set it up into between six and seven, but right now I have it set up at four, and I'm like kind of far away from it. So even if I turn back, let's see how far back I can go. Well, what happens is you then when you go back that far, you're getting so now a lot of room check noise. this out. I'm still you're still hearing me, and I'm looking how far away I am. I'm almost a hand distance away from my microphone, I've turned the gain up to six. So I'm, I'm way back. And um, I'm going to move forward and put the gain down again a little bit Two, four again where I was. Oh, yeah, that's better. But it's kind of neat how what I'm saying is. is just that when I was stepping back, I'm still able to capture even if I'm in that room, right? So it's really great. So the way to use it with the H6 is you put it in between your microphone it goes into the cloud lifter. It goes into the H6. The H6 goes into the computer, and you set that up as an audio interface. But the reason that I wasn't having it work is that then you have to go inside the track. There's settings inside of the H6. You go inside the settings, and there's a way for you to use phantom power per track inside of the H6. And you have to turn the phantom power for the track where the mic is. I'm using right now track four, and that has phantom power. And as soon as I turn that on, the cloud lifter picked up. So you have to set it that way. And then now I have that option. So uh, you can move farther away. You don't have to be right on microphone. Um, Anyway, so it's a great little device. And I think it's like, what is it, John? I don't know. I didn't research. It's like 150 I think it is like $100. Yes. Or- I, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure what it is. I, I know there's two that they use. One is – Yes, the, there, there are there's, two. There's a, yeah, and then there's also another one. Another company makes one. It's called a Fedhead that everybody likes to. That's right. It plugs Fed in the mic head. and it plugs into – yeah, and in other words, you, you plug it into the mic and then you plug it into the mixer or interface or – and it's XLR, so you can't – it doesn't work right. with a, a USB microphone. So it has to be XLR, the three-pin microphone cord. And the fan of power, is it 24 or 48 volts with the... I don't know. I didn't look know? at uh, okay. the specifics. Because it's, the I, it's probably 48. It's probably most, most of 48, so it's probably 48. I noticed it on the on the H6, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I could have sworn it gave you a choice between 24 and 48. So that's why I'm, I'm asking. Mm. But uh, it, I think, it it, I think we should get just on one. the phantom power. It didn't say anything else about it. All right, so I think we should get Jess one. I think it would work a lot better for Jess because I Jess kind of yeah. really leans into it and she does like to pop her peas. I do she, like to pop my peas, y'all. Yes, she, she does so much floor. of it. It's uh, just I, not- I can't get it out with uh, <laughs> RX. She has made it RX6 proof. Like, I can't get them all out. Yeah. So, There's another right. version that Liz Kovart um, bought. 
I don't know if she's gotten it already, but she bought it at PodFest. And um, uh, what was what that one does is that it creates like a like a com- not a compressor. It like it like kicks out all the if 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 like you're recording in a in a room full of people, like a conference room. The other cloud lifter, it's two forty nine. I don't know what the number is. I think it's a C two or C three. I forgot what it was. Um, you can essentially kick out all that noise and really focus on people's mouths. So if you have that in like a conference room with all kinds of people talking and you just focus the microphone on them, they don't even have to be on mic. Like it doesn't have to be in front of their faces. You can move back and it kicks out all the sound. It is unbelievable. And you can turn it on and off. It's so cool. So I think that's a great thing for people who whenever you record live at any time, I don't know when that's going to happen. Um, then it's going to work, but right now. And then we got one more, there's one more tool tip that I would like to talk about. So Terry Ann put a question here Mm -hmm. and she said, there it goes. It's great to connect time to interview for my podcast with a she podcast member. How do you deal with the audio dropout in zoom or FaceTime? And the thing is we, what we do here is we record our own audio. Because there's nothing you can do about it. It's an internet thing, and now everybody's on the internet, so internet speed can be and bandwidth can be troublesome if you know with some in some areas. So what we do is we record. Everybody records their own audio. Now that's fine because Jess and Elsie and I we know we've been doing this for a long time now, so we know how to do that. But if you have someone that doesn't know, like it's a guest, I mean the best thing to do is to have your guest, you know, near the Wi-Fi, turn off every program that they could turn off in their computer and then double, maybe double check to see what their Wi-Fi is. You usually need 10 megabytes per second down and five up. I mean, 25 would be great. 25 download speed, 10 up would be great. And it, it most of these programs are used, made for that. But there are some times because Elsie did, she did drop out. We could hear it here, but you won't hear it during the podcast. You won't hear it in the recording because I take her audio and line it all up, and then I take the, the track out, which is what I call the sync track, and we all sound like we're in the same room. I'm not pounding my chest because the last time I did that, we lost audio, and we had to use the backup track. Totally. I have new internet, guys. So I now have like hey. a different internet. Yay! But it's much slower than it was before, and it keeps fluctuating. So right now I'm working with 11.5 down and 0.69 up, which is really bad. But it's doable at this moment. It is. Mind you, I've turned off everything on my computer right now. So the only thing that's uploading is this. Like, no emails coming in. No Slack is coming in. No Skype. Nothing is open on my computer that's taking up any bandwidth other than this. And it fluctuates a lot. So I would say to you, Terry Ann, that part of it is that you have to know the upload speeds. Upload speeds are the most important. Right. More than download. And then the other thing with Zoom is it records at 3,200 hertz. And then what we're recording here is 41.1K. So it's 41,100 hertz. And it makes a difference. And some, I don't know why, some Zoom recordings I get from clients, uh, it's not 32, it's 1,600 which is horrible. It's almost, it's just yeah. a little bit better than a phone call. Yeah, there, there's like settings inside of Zoom that I've shared a, quite a few times. I mean, there's ways to do it, but nobody's going to be doing that. But 
No, it's going to sound like ass. <laughs> right. It just does. I mean, everyone's using it and it just, I'm surprised how many celebrities don't have a lavalier mic just hanging out in their house. No, it just drives that you insane. That has been shocking I to do me not how, even like, get it. how badly mic'd people are. That's right. All right, y'all. We good? We good. Don't forget to let us know what kind of content you might want to hear from us, if any, or if you just want us to shut the hell up, feel free to say that as well. And thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get a hold of us, you can do so at feedback at shepodcast.com. You should also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ShePodcasts. Our show notes are at ShePodcasts.com, and you can get all the links from today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, and thank you so much, Elsie and John. Love you. Me, you did. Bye. <laughs>